Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, he's not quite a coffee asshole, but he's still an asshole about coffee. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. This is the Journey for Java podcast, a show about coffee for people who enjoy coffee and like listening to stories about people, places, and things involving coffee. Seriously, only an asshole would make it this complicated. It's the Journey for Java podcast. You want some coffee? Yeah, make it fresh pot. A Britain on tour podcast show. Fresh pot. About what else? Coffee. Coffee is the number one drink in the world. Everybody drinks it. Even little kids in Mexico drink coffee. Well, I'm not a little kid in Mexico, okay? Here's BD. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Brinson on Tour Journey for Java podcast. The champ is back. (laughs) The champ is back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Tim Wendelbow up until about three and a half weeks ago held the title on the Brinson on tour podcast for most downloaded episode. And he's one of the best coffee roasters and my favorite in the world. And he's got one of my most favorite coffee places in the world. You guys have heard me rave about them. Uh, this is Tim Wendelbow. Welcome back to the podcast, sir. How are you doing? Thank you so much. It's great to be back. Finally, finally connecting after uh, uh, about a year and a bit, I was in your location uh, just, well, I guess it was, when the world collapsed, just before the world collapsed, I think it was February of last year, yeah. I was there. Um, you were gracious enough to set me up with uh, a bit another tour of your location. Plus, um, I did some cupping and a few other things and learned how to become a, a, a taster and everything. I, I uh, had an opportunity to um, meet uh, Veronica Galova as well and interviewed her for the podcast through a roast, uh, a roost, I think that's how you pronounce it, the the portable machine that you guys had yeah. there for in-house roasting. So always amazing, cordial uh, team that you have there. And uh, I can't thank you enough for making the time to come on this little show here. So thanks, buddy. Uh, it's a pleasure. So for those of you just tuning in and not uh, uh, don't know the familiar uh, familiarity of, of who Tim is, Tim, um, well, has, as I mentioned, my favorite coffee in the world, Tim Wendelboe out of Oslo, Norway. Uh, he is the AeroPress champion. Well, he started the championship, yeah? <laughs> yeah, kinda, that's true. You, you kind of got going. So I'll show some of your awards. You want to talk a little bit about how that came together for you, uh, just to remind our, our friends about what uh, the AeroPress uh, world is for you. So I'll just uh, I'll add this way, how that kind of thing came together. So go ahead, buddy. Tell us the AeroPress story. Well, the AeroPress story, actually, we started uh, importing AeroPress, I think it was 2007 or 8. And then um, we didn't really know how to brew with it. I wanted to figure out kind of how, uh, what the best practice uh, with this uh, new brewing device. And uh, yeah. so we, we basically invited a few friends of ours and our staff to kind of compete in how to make the best cup of coffee with an AeroPress. And... You know, uh, the U.S. has something called the World Series in baseball where you only have the American team. So we figured, you know, why not call it the, call it the World AeroPress Championship? Yeah. And we had three Norwegians competing in the first year. Um, 
Crazy. And then the following year, we kind of had uh, expand a little bit, and uh, a few years later, it was worldwide. And I think now it's like sixty countries having regional competitions, and you know, a couple of thousand competitors a year worldwide. So it's this impressive. is the AeroPress. I, I yeah. love this thing. This is like my one of my favorite devices. Goes to it. Literally, the advertisement on it is that it makes the best cup of coffee in the world, and it's not <laughs> wrong. It's really, really great. And Tim's got you know, all sorts of stuff over at uh, his website that uh, basically talks all about it. But, um, you know, that's the Cole's notes of it. It's just this really compact, affordable, like under 40 bucks everywhere uh, can basically make even the worst coffee bean taste good somehow. Yeah. I don't know. Somehow, they really... yeah. <laughs> no, it's a really versatile uh, tool, actually. So you can brew with a little cooler water that makes, you know, darker roast taste a little bit better and you can brew with hot water. You can uh, you can add much more coffee than you need and uh, extract less, or you can do the opposite. It's it's yeah. really a cool device. So, since I was there in February, then everything shut down. I guess my question to you is is how has that affected you? What with the you know how's Norway overall been for you guys, and what's uh, have, has it been a massive effect on your business, or have you been able to press ahead? Yeah, I would say it has affected us a lot, especially in the start. We had to shut down for a few weeks and we had uh, a lot of, well, most of our staff on temporary leave. And uh, fortunately, we had just launched our kind of new website or web shop. We always had a web shop, but it wasn't very functional. So um, we got a lot of orders online and that kind of, you know, we had to close down the store, but uh, the sales in online kind of made up for it. So. Uh, overall, like last year for us was actually pretty good. And um, of course, we have been only serving takeaway since November, I think. But uh, last week, we were actually able to start serving coffee in our cafe again. So Norway is kind of slowly starting to open up again and more people are getting the vaccine. And... Mm -hmm. But uh, the business has actually, we, it's changed a lot. Like we sell a lot more online now to you know consumers all over the world. I think a lot of people buy coffee from us now for their home office because they can't get free coffee in, at work and they kind of want to treat themselves with a, with, a, with a delicious cup of coffee while they're working at home. So for us, the sales has actually gone up slightly. Uh, it's not like exploded or anything. It's just uh, sure. we lost a lot of wholesale, obviously. All the restaurants are closed, and, uh, but all the web shop sales kind of made up for that. So I'm not complaining at all, actually. I feel like I'm the luckiest man in Norway that are able, we're able to kind of still do business without having any staff on temporary leave or anything. This is your, your place for everyone. Uh, I know my musician friends and some that I keep sending to your place have, uh, have been there and I think they compliment about what an amazing place it is. But when you walk in, this is the place here. It's a typical cafe. You just come in. But the difference is, is that it's a full AeroPress cafe. So they don't, you know, you got to wait it out, friends. You want a really good cup of coffee? You got to wait it out and check out, you know, that's the team there. You got to check out the, you know everything there look at what they've got going on there it's, a, it's an incredible <laughs> place and one of my favorites all my musician friends are raving about it they think it's the best thing so that experience of going into your store is everything but yeah. <laughs> you know it's for me because it's just it's it's amazing so to be able to get some of that back would would be great for you guys yeah i don't understand but you're still exporting around the world and you still have your subscription service and, and you mail everything yeah yeah, but you know what? We really miss having visitors from other countries coming into the cafe. And it's been over a year since we were able to have tourists at all, you know. And, you know, just last week when we opened the cafe again for kind of sit 
in uh, in-house service you know my staff you just you just see a big smile on their face because it's been a little depressing to just have people come in grab a cup of coffee and then they had to walk out again they couldn't sit in and kind of talk with us and so um, yeah it's it's a real joy to be able to do that again i think and hopefully over summer we will be able to open up a little bit more for yeah what is the timeline right now for norway to kind of be back to everyone's version of normal well, it looks like uh, most adult, adults will have their vaccine uh, within the end of July. So um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, for some countries uh, that have low kind of uh, outbreaks of uh, the virus, they people from those countries will most likely be able to go to Norway in August, September without having to stay in quarantine and stuff. Sure. Um, we'll see. You know, we, we never know with this pandemic. So yeah. I'm just crossing fingers that it will pass, you know. How did it affect your um, your farm? Like well, just down because I'm curious how you guys were able to keep working through all that, or you just had to follow protocols. What's uh, how did that business get affected? Yeah, ironically, uh, I've been getting photos of the trees, and they're full of coffee cherries, which you know is the first time that's ever happened. So, ironically, when I'm not there, the farm is doing well, and when I'm there, it's it's miserable. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think I just should stay away. But um. I've been communicating with the team there. Uh, obviously, I buy coffee from Elias, who I bought the land from. And uh, normally when I'm there, I live in his house or stay in his house because I don't have a house on my farm. So they're the kind of team that helps me when I'm not there. And and they're sending photos. We're communicating on WhatsApp. Uh, there's a, friend, a good friend of mine who married Elias's daughter, who is also a barista that I've been working with for a long time. And he's there now, now permanently. So we're communicating well. And... We're actually going to see a little bit of coffee from the farm uh, by the end of this year. So we're harvesting a little bit in July, August, which means maybe we'll be able to sell, you know, a few cups and a few grams online. So I'm really excited about that. And I've tasted, we had like a half a kilo coming in uh, just a couple of months ago, um, just some samples from the first pickings and and it's actually tasting really good. So I'm very excited about that, actually. I, I really hope that we will be able to establish a production that we can sell to customers and at least serve in our cafe. You know, that would be fantastic. Did you have any delays? Like, have you been able to keep producing? And are you like, you know, did you have a moment there where you had to shut down for, for any, any period of time? Or have you been able to keep producing and go? No, not really. I mean, the coffee trees are, you know, just in the field. So they will yeah. produce regardless of a pandemic. But uh, yeah. I know that Elias was struggling with uh, getting uh, seasonal workers for his harvest uh, because they weren't allowed to travel uh, over the state borders in inside Colombia for a while. And right. in, in Colombia, they're kind of depending on seasonal workers that travel from state to state to pick coffee. So, uh, but he's fortunate to have uh, his farm next to um, kind of a indigenous uh, village. So normally they come and help him and work. Uh, so. It, I have to say that he hasn't been that much affected. He was able to harvest well and, and process well. And, uh, you know, the whole family has been working as a team. So uh, his coffee was really good this year. So I'm very excited about that. That's a, a sample there of for people watching at home is some of when I went cupping at your place, just all the different blends and the different variations of the things that you offer. So you're still able to offer all those and all the rest of it, or has there been a particular one that you had to actually stop offering no. at least right now? No, you're good. I, no, actually, uh, that's kind of uh, one of the real benefits that I haven't, you know, I wasn't expecting or thinking about the, the way we work. We kind of have been working with the same producers for many, many yeah. years. 
Yeah. And, and I've been going there every year to kind of taste coffees and, you know, help them get ideas on how to improve the farm. And we've kind of created a protocol on how to process and store the coffee and to take samples. And so they kind of know what to do now. And uh, that's the beauty of it. Like I didn't actually have to go there last year in order for them to, you know, do the work. Mm -hmm. They, they just sent me samples and we kind of have good communication. So I was able to get the coffees. The only thing is that uh, we were supposed to have fresh crop Kenyan coffees now, but, uh, the container was delayed because there wasn't enough space on the boat from, I think the, the, the container went from Kenya to Saudi Arabia or something. And then it was stuck oh. in the port there for like five weeks in the heat. <laughs> so that's not very good, but uh, we're expecting it to arrive at the end of this month. So. It'll just be over roasted like Starbucks and the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine now. It's just been sitting in a thing roasted. For, <laughs> that's right. You got free roasted. It's a special batch you could offer. But I think it's the Tim Wendell bow. Uh, a cargo container batch. Yeah, something and it'd like be that. a special blend, but it's all good. I uh, a massive fan, as I said, from friends. The uh, uh, thanks tombs they sent me out a whole package from your place for my birthday this year, which was great. Um, so I'm just uh, super stoked, and I only use AeroPress for it. I don't. I, I mean, I've got a Breville at home now, and a couple, but I got some pour. I do use it occasionally for pour over, but your bean air goes in the AeroPress, and it's exclusive. <laughs> I think it's it's so easy to get it to taste really aromatic in the AeroPress. So I think that's a yeah. good choice for our, for most of our coffees. I mean, yeah. we brew all our coffees like that in the bar. And at home, I use, uh, you know, like a filter machine that I help develop. Yeah. But um, uh, sometimes I bring out the AeroPress just because it, it just becomes so much more expressive sometimes when you brew like that. Now, the business overall... Um, it seems that coffee that people just kept drinking coffee. So that part's there. Yeah. I'm sure the big, the big conglomerates, uh, if they, you know, still have their monopoly and all the rest of it, you, you're part of an amazing group that, that really sets the price for a lot of independent roasters, which I love that story. The last time you told that, um, is there an inner, are you guys speaking internally? Um, has there been a lot of support through the, this pandemic with each other speaking about how to, you know, come through this together? Is everyone helping each other? Or, you know, is everyone trying to find their own way through this thing? Because I'd imagine, you know, the brick and mortar like you that has a coffee place that people can actually physically come into, anyone that's not part of subscription service like that you've been offering, I would imagine they're going to have a really, really hard time through this scenario. So I'm curious yeah. about those smaller, smaller shops in that community of people that you're a part of, if they've been able to come through this. I think uh, most of them, uh, I mean, most of the people that I've talked to over the last year, they've pulled it off quite well, actually. And I think uh, we've all just, you know, been really, really focused on our own business and cutting it down to the core, like what, what do we actually live off and, you know, cut out all the noise and stuff that doesn't really benefit the business. At least that's what I've been doing. And we've been restructuring and and really been be, been able to become more efficient. For instance, before we used to roast three days a week, but we roasted less coffee than we do now. And now we only roast two days a week because we plan we're planning it a little bit different. And so I think you know most of the people that I've talked to have been even the restaurants that I'm close. They say that you know it's not all like negative. It's also been positive because we think your business model and and sure. reshape it a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, everyone's had to pivot in some way. What have you been doing to keep busy through all this thing? I mean, are you try? are you getting any, any time in or have you guys been 
having to stay in your house there? What's a day in the life of Tim Wendelbo right now, just normally outside of the coffee business? Yeah, so basically, uh, because I kind of live two minutes away from work, I, I have actually gone to my office and worked in my office. Uh, and yeah. I kind of, uh, I took over the space where the rest guys were making the roaster. I took the, that space because they needed to move up, they needed more space. So I've oh, kind of roast. been isolated in there. Yeah. Oh, so been, well, that's I, good I for them. In I my mean, own office. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, and then that's uh, after work, you know, I go home and stay at home. You're, you're not socializing or anything. And I, I think I've, I've been actually a little bit extra careful because uh, we're such a small business. So if one person yeah. gets contaminated, you know, we, we had that uh, twice, actually, two of our staff, not at the same time, but uh, in two different locations, they got contaminated. And then we had like six out of uh, 14 staff members in quarantine, you know, not able to work. So uh, for a small business like us, it's that's really, really, really difficult to handle. And fortunately, we didn't have to close. It was only like a couple of hours one day where we had to close. But um, okay. Uh, but it's been, I think it's been a little tiring for me. But uh, I've also been able to focus on running my business. And I've actually come to a point where I'm also realizing that I need someone to help me run my business so I can sure. do more of the stuff that I really want to do. You know. So um, that's been uh, the good part of it. So. Have you, are you, is there any thoughts on expansion as far as brick and mortar side of it, like into North America, into North America, or is this subscription service working for you on that side? Like, um, I would imagine in some of the, some of the coffee heavy markets, um, you would do well. Yeah, we actually do have quite a big uh, market in the U S uh, for our, like we have a lot of subscribers there. Uh, I don't really want to open another roastery or another store. Uh, I like to be in control and kind of, uh, yeah, do everything hands-on. So for me, that kind of model of having, you know, several places doesn't really appeal to me. And I used to run a coffee chain uh, where I actually did that, but uh, I didn't enjoy it at all, actually. So, but uh, we are thinking of, you know, I'm, I'm always thinking five, ten years ahead. So we can't stay in the space we are now for the next ten years for sure. I mean, we're going to grow out of it probably in five to ten years. So the st- the storefront or the roastery? The roastery. Yeah. And then uh, who knows? You know, maybe we'll move the roastery outside of the city, or uh, I don't really know. I. But uh, I don't. I don't think I'm, I want to open more places. That's kind sure. of never been my my. Well, I think that's name. that's fun for me as the fan. That's like, oh, this is great. Those who are in the know, know. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to go discover. You're going to have to go to Oslo, Norway, to check this out if you do. But I I highly recommend that you either order from uh, from the what site timwendelbo.no that you can see uh, below or part of the subscription service because it's still affordable to do it whether wherever you are in the world um i mean so there's there's bags locally of coffee here that are 20 bucks so yeah. I, I think you can get in cheaper than that for for a bag of uh of tim's stuff uh coming from norway and it was a nice surprise on my birthday to get that i'll tell you that it was great <laughs> i wasn't too sure when i was going to be returning over there no. so it was no, exactly uh, no, but I, you, you know, know. I've, I've never experienced a, a, a business that has been expanding, you know, to many, many places where they've actually been able to keep the quality at the same level they were when they, you know, were only one place. It's sure. so difficult to control because you have to deal with a lot of people and, you know, you can have good managers and train people well, but uh, after a certain amount of time, it just, it's just, you know, there's only that much you can do actually. So, um, 
I think if you want to keep the best quality and that's kind of the game that I want to be in, and then yeah. you can only have that much staff and you know that much uh, the, that many things to think about. So it's getting late over there for you, so I won't keep you too long. But uh, I do have a little game here that I have uh, that for our listeners and watchers called the Espresso Shot, which is blowing up all over the internet. Anyway, <laughs> best as best I can. Uh, so we're going to do a quick little hit here of um, of uh, just a couple little things for uh, for people to watch inside the mind of Tim Winlebow. So Ooh, we'll get going on that here. I'm so ready. Gonna be, I okay, love playing games. <laughs> you love playing games. Okay, great. Yeah. So. Welcome, everybody, to the Espresso Shot on the Brenton on Tour Journey for Java podcast. That's Tim Wendelbow, world champion, AeroPress champion, plus my favorite roaster in the whole world. So uh, he's here to play the Espresso Shot, and he's also here to retake his title as most downloaded episode <laughs> of the whole series. This is the Espresso Shot on three, two, and one. Your favorite coffee region? Uh, Kenya. Kenya, Why? I lo just love the fruity and whiny, intense coffees there. Yeah. Uh, your favorite coffee bean, not yours. Uh, your it would have to be the Takesi Geisha from the Coffee Collective. It's one of the best coffees I've ever tried. From the Coffee Collective. Okay, yeah, great. In Denmark. Uh, let's uh, advice for somebody that comes to you says, Tim, I I've never had coffee before. I don't know where to start. Uh, I don't know how to do this. What do I drink for the first time? Or how do I do this? How do you ease somebody into coffee for the first time? What's the main advice, go-to advice that you would tell them? Wow. I would actually I would actually start with something a little sweet maybe and something with milk like I did myself. So my iced coffee is called Cappuccino Alfredo. It's kind of a foamy uh, milk and espresso with a little bit of sugar in it. It's really delicious. It's kind of a, like a dessert. Once you've had a couple of those, you kind of want to try something different, maybe a cappuccino, and then move on to maybe black coffee. But uh, AeroPress coffee is a good thing. Uh, so I was going to ask you, like, what's your favorite coffee to drink? So we'll just keep going. Is that your favorite coffee to drink when you're just sitting around uh, casually, or what's your actual favorite coffee go-to every time? My favorite coffee is, you know, black coffee, but I, I prefer to drink it on the farm where it was grown. That's just by mm. far the best experience you can have. Right there. Oh, I'm going to travel <laughs> there. Uh, and finally, um, the biggest myth about coffee that you'd like to debunk. Wow, biggest myth. Huh. Is there any myths? Yeah, that that uh, the coffee luwak, that kind of uh, cat feces uh, coffee thing, you know, not, not a good thing. It's bad for the animals, bad for you, and uh, bad for coffee. And Gavin, and for everyone that's uh, tuning in on this side of it, I've had a lot of questions about this and people, you know, watch that movie, The Bucket List, and they think that this uh, coffee from the lemurs is the way to go. But uh, we touched on this in the last time you were here, but the quick Coles Notes version is it went from like an organic approach to now caging these animals to purposely make the coffee. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know how much uh, care you need to take of the coffee in order to make it taste good. So passing it through a, a digestive system is it's not a very good idea, to be honest. <laughs> so don't drink coffee from lemurs. Yeah, exactly. And that's the espresso shot with Tim Wonderbow. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So, okay. So um, just a, a general question for you and on coffee in general. You've been the champ here. You've had the most downloaded episode uh, the whole time that I've been going here. I'm surprised. Uh, 
Well, you know, it's interesting to me because the coffee culture, since I've discovered it and since I've gone through this journey uh, for myself, has uh, really been amazing how much it brings people together. And no one outside of the former U.S. president, uh, Secret Service agent that we had on, has been able to dethrone you. So it just it consistently gets downloads every week as people find it and listen to this coffee episode. Do you have any explanation as to why? why that would be the most downloaded episode and i'm happy to ha- you know give you the title of that um but i'm just curious like what is it about the coffee culture that is so supportive where it would it would it would be the most downloaded episode i am not sure actually i mean the the coffee coffee kind of this high quality coffee scene is quite a nice community and everyone knows each other like or you know everyone doesn't know each other but we come together in events and stuff and we kind of tend to stick together and then we have a lot of fun. So I'm not sure actually. And I, I have no idea who actually downloaded this uh, podcast. Maybe it's my wife downloading it, uh, you know, 10,000 times a day. I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you that it was trending number one in Norway after the episode. So maybe that's, huh. maybe, maybe it came, it came out of there pretty hard and, um, yeah. Uh, but it, uh, it was really, it really did well, and it was very. Uh, I was sad to see you uh, lose the lose the throne. <laughs> I was well, like, I'm happy that it was for at least it was for Obama, right? Uh, yeah. So my buddy John came on, who was Barack Obama's Secret Service agent, amongst other with bands, and and he was a Secret Service agent just for the government in general, but um, definitely had a lot to to talk about and worked the Obama administration. Plus, um, he works with a lot of bands, so. It was really uh, something to see him, um, you know, it just came out of nowhere. It just completely just annihilated the whole podcast, the analytics. It was pretty funny to watch. So I was like, oh, Tim's going to be pissed. He lost the title. I don't think he, I don't think (laughs) he knew he had the title, but he lost the title. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny. So, uh, okay. uh, Just, I want to show off this, uh, this amazing store one more time here because, um, and recommend everybody going over to check it out. Uh, if you're watching this, you get to see this. If you're not watching it and just listening to it, you're going to have to tune in on YouTube uh, and check this out at Brenton on Tour uh, to sort of see what this is all about. But um, as I mentioned, when you come into Tim's store, it's a beautiful little cafe that's uh, strictly AeroPress. You have to, you know, be patient, go in, sit in. I've got a full video of my visit there, including all the cupping and all the rest of it. But you come in this beautiful little cafe. Um, the girls are working behind there. It's a full AeroPress cafe. It's just very, very comfortable. Hello. Great setting. Uh, what part of Norway, like what part of town is it in? It's in a uh, part called Grinleka, which is, um, it, it used to be, uh, like, a, it's, it's still quite a hip area, but, uh, like a gen, what do you call it? Gentrified, gentrified or what do you call it? Like, uh, it used to be a co- quite worn down, but it's kind of become a place where uh, a lot of restaurants are and you know small niche boutiques and, and cafes and yeah so it's the kind um, of most open-minded area in uh, in oslo i would say yeah well it's a beautiful spot these are some of the samples as i mentioned that you can get your hands on through uh, tim Lindebo's website uh, through subscription service and all the rest of it um do you want to tell people um what uh, where they can find you online and all the rest of it and uh, and hopefully people can uh, can uh, sign up and we get some some new subscriptions for you yeah, cool. No, we, our website is timwendelbo.no. That's for Norway. And uh, we do have a lot of videos and stuff on YouTube as well. Uh, on Instagram, we communicate a lot. Uh, hashtag Tim Wendelbo. 
So yeah, you can subscribe to our coffee. It's kind of a recurring thing, so you can pause it or stop it at any time. You can choose from one to six bags. And I normally pick the, not normally, I always pick the coffees myself. And we make a little video where you can learn and taste the coffees with me and learn a little bit about the coffees we send out. So to define to make it a little bit interactive without having to interact <laughs> you pick the coffees yourself from the field or you actually pick each person's subscription no no, no. like uh, <laughs> we we pick out the coffees that we send out uh, every month so yeah. you know yeah. we we do have a lot of coffees in storage all the time but uh you know i i regularly cup through them and and kind of also depending on the season a little bit and i feel like okay now is the time to send out kenyan coffees we would have done that if we had them in store already but um you know next next month they will come out hopefully awesome ladies and gentlemen that is tim wendell bow my favorite coffee roaster in the world located Thank in you. norway as i said uh Subscribe if you can. Uh, Tim Wendelbow, that's um, Wendell, as you would normally spell Wendell, with a B-O-E uh, dot N-O, um, to go to the site, AeroPress. Get yourself an AeroPress. I'm just a big proponent of that. It's such a great product, um, and it's uh, so much fun to use, and Tim's a big proponent of it, and, of course, he's a champion, as we've discussed. Uh, it's getting late over there. I can't thank you enough for making the time to come back on again. Hopefully, you can dethrone John and become the champ once again. <laughs> Let's do it. Thanks and, so much. Uh, have a look, at everybody. Uh, to coincide with this episode, there is a, uh, a YouTube episode uh, that I've created of my visit to Tim Wendebo, which included cupping for the first time that I've never actually done. Uh, so your team ran me through it, including a visit to uh, Roost, which was awesome, which is the home roast uh, kit, and um, and then a visit to your cafe where your team actually makes AeroPress for me. And I think we're going to have that video in about five, six minutes. So it's a nice hit to coincide with this video. Tim... All the best, man. And uh, I look forward to touring and getting back over there and uh, sitting in your cafe again. Thanks so, so much. Hope to see you soon. Thanks, buddy, for your time. And uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Thanks. Bye. Thanks, buddy. Take care. That, my friends, is Tim Wendelbow. Uh, as mentioned, my favorite coffee roaster on this fine planet of ours. And uh, you can definitely uh, do yourself a favor and get over there and uh, and uh, check out his coffee. Uh, TimWendelbow.no as it goes. Uh, big thanks to my friends at Blue Microphones. Uh, who supply me with uh, all of this, you know, the Mixify headphones and the Blue Yeti X. I uh, can't thank them enough. They sponsor the Brenton on Tour podcast as well as the uh, Kids on the Escalator podcast and uh, all the rest of it. They're a really, really great team over there. A huge thanks to them uh, as always. And always my friends over at DeanBlundell.com. That is the Brenton on Tour podcast for another week. Big thanks to my friend Tim Wendebo. Do yourselves a favor. Get over there. Order his coffee to your house right now do it do it do it and uh we'll see you next week friends that is the brinton on tour podcast thanks come on a journey like no other where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier healthier and more stress-free life And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. 
Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.